Cleveland Cavalier fans, thank you for joining us for another episode of the That's Rather Cavalier podcast on Fans First Sports Network. You can get us wherever you get your podcasts, audio podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcasts. We're probably going to be there, so check us out. Tonight we coming at you post-game after a 110-100 victory of the Detroit Pistons. The Cavs were without Donovan Mitchell and Karis LeVert. So what they needed to happen were some other players to step up. And we got that in spades from Evan Mobley and Darius Garland. Both these guys have been injured from way back in December and missed a lot of time. They've been back, both been back about 15 games or so. But they haven't been able to get in a rhythm because the Cavs were playing so well when they were out. The rotations were different. But you know you got to play two of your four best players. So you got to get them back in a rotation and get them playing well. And with the absence of Donovan Mitchell and Karis LeVert, Mobley, and Garland were able to find that rhythm and both have big games. Uh, we'll get into the game and everything right after this break, and we'll go ahead and wrap it up. We'll, and on this episode, we'll hear, we'll hear from Evan Mobley, Darius Garland, uh, Sam Merrill, who actually got some PT. He had been a few DNPs, uh, coach's decision. But he got to play tonight. Obviously, you're missing two guards. So, yeah, he got back in the rotation tonight, had a good game. He stays ready. And we'll hear from Coach J.B. Bickerstaff. Let's go ahead and take this quick break, hear a message from our partners, and we'll be right back after this. We're back on the Best Rather Cavalier podcast. So, like I said, let's get into the game. We had a tough loss Wednesday night, I believe, against the Chicago Bulls, double overtime loss. I didn't do a pod after that game. It was kind of finished kind of late that night, double overtime, obviously. Uh, I felt like we should have had that game one. We didn't play really good on the board. We got we gave up almost 80 rebounds. To the Bulls, they they more than almost doubled our rebounding uh, numbers. Drummond, Andre Drummond had like twenty seven rebounds. Big uh, Nikolai Vujacic was in. He had a lot of rebounds. They just went big, and Evan Mobley and Jared Allen weren't able to handle that physicality. Those are some big guys. I mean, Mobley and Allen are tall, good rebounders. The Cavs are like seventh in rebounding in the NBA. But it didn't help them on this night. So back to tonight. We took a trip to Motown, the Motor City, the D, 
the 313, whatever you want to call it. But we went up there to uh, the country up north. If you're an Ohio State Buckeye fan, you know what I mean. That team up north is actually the Wolverines. But in this regard, pertaining to this podcast, we'll refer to the Pistons as the team up north. But, yeah, man, what a huge game from Mobley. Played 35 minutes. He had 22 points, 17 rebounds, and seven assists. Uh, was 8-11 from the free throw line. Also had two blocks and two steals. Darius Garland, 36 minutes, 29 points, five rebounds, four assists, nine and 21 from the field. But more importantly, eight of his nine shots were three-pointers where he was 8-12 from three-point range. So really a good game from DG. He kind of got to just, you know, uh, run the show. Didn't have to coexist with Donovan or Karius, Karis Levert. So we were able to get that win. That was a big win. DG did have five turnovers. like to see them clean that up. And Evan Mobley tied this again. I said it already, but he tied his assist career high with seven. He's been passing the ball very well. They're being aggressive, going to the basket off the dribble, and kicking it out to shooters. Um, Max Struess had 14 points, four rebounds, four assists. He was two of seven from three. Uh, Isaac Okoro got to start for Donovan Mitchell. He had 12 points and four assists. Two of five from three-point range, that's 40%. We'll take that ice. Keep giving us that, you know, 38 to 40-something percent, and we can we can live with that, and you can live with that in the playoffs, Ice. Jared Allen, one point short of a double-double, nine points, 15 rebounds. He was only one of seven from the field, and he did make seven free throws. Wow. That's not typical of, of, of uh, J.A. going one of seven from the field. He usually suits in the mid to high 60% from the field. So, yeah. But off the bench, Sam Merrill, as I said, stated earlier, got in uh, 12 points, three rebounds, one assist in 25 minutes. He was four of nine from three-point range, four of nine from the field. All his shots were actually from the field. Actually, from three-point range, I'm sorry. George Niang, two points, four rebounds, three assists. Played 19 minutes. Just filling some space. Dean Wade played 19 minutes, six points, two rebounds. Craig Porter Jr. played 11 minutes with four points and three assists. Uh, Obviously, Mitchell and Levert were hurt, and Damian Jones was a DMPCD, coach's decision. So, yeah, the Cavs get out of here with this victory. Now let's hear from a few of the stars of the game. We'll start off by hearing from our boy, Evan Mobley, with the 22-17, and 17, seven assists. Big game. Unicorn status. He's showing why he was called a unicorn. I mean, we've had other guys come into the league. Chad Holmgren, obviously, Wimby, Victor Wimbenyama, 
But Evan Mobley was first over this last, you know, three years of these potential unicorn players. So and he 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 played like one tonight. The Cavs needed it. We need to just fit this recipe in with the with when Mitchell and Levert are back and the Cavs who could be going on all cylinders. And we get Tristan Thompson back, I believe, March 16th. It'd be good to have that experience and championship mentality on the bench, even if he, his minutes will be cut in the rotation, unless it's matchup based. Like he would have played a lot against the Bulls the other night because Andre Drummond and Vucevic was just banging them, banging the young guy. So Tristan is good to come in and be a physical presence, be a leader in the locker room and on the bench. So excited to have him back as we get ready and ramp up for this playoff run. But like I said, let's go ahead and hear from Evan Mobley directly right now. Here's Evan Mobley, courtesy Bally Sports Ohio. They cut it to seven, about a minute and 15 left. What did you see in that, in that, those final minutes? Um, we made a few mistakes, uh, a few turnovers, um, missed a few shots uh, down the stretch, but um, we built up a big enough lead that uh, we were able to hold on. And um, the last few minutes, uh, we stopped them uh, when we needed to and uh, got the win. Is Detroit one of these teams where, like, the record doesn't tell you what a difficult team they are to beat just with how relentless they are and desperate? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, they just go out there and play hard every night, uh, no matter the score, and uh, they just keep coming and uh, keep uh, uh, just trying to try hard and uh, keep trying to win. So um, we just got to... Uh, really stay focused and not slack, um, not let them come back. And um, I feel like we did an okay job of that, but uh, we let them uh, come back a little bit. But um, overall, we got the win. That's what matters. We talk a lot about how important like minutes and rhythm are for most guys. But then you've got a guy like Sam who doesn't play for a couple of games and comes in within a, you know, a minute off three screens, knocks down a three, finishes with four. How impressive is his ability to stay ready every night? Um, it's honestly amazing. Uh, it's crazy. Um, he comes in and knocks down a three like almost every time, guaranteed. Um, so a guy that has that amount of skill and shooting the ball is uh, very valuable. And um, when his number's called, he's always ready. So um, props to him. You tied a career high tonight with seven assists. How much fun is that playmaking aspect of the game for you? Uh, real fun, especially when you have shooters like Sam, Max, and uh, George DG tonight. Um, it's, it's super easy. Um, just drive the ball. They collapse and kick to the open guy, and uh, they, they're knocking it down. So, JB was talking about just with Darius being out and you being out for as long as you were, just like trying to build back up. How difficult has that process been for you, and what is your focus as we come down the home stretch? Um, just getting better each each day, um, trying to build up for playoff basketball. Um, each game, just coming in ready, uh, mindset uh, locked in a whole entire game as best you can, and um, just learning um, new things uh, throughout this stretch of games, so you're ready for uh, the playoffs and. Um, I feel like we've been doing a good job of that. Um, we still got a lot more games to go, so uh, a lot more learning to happen, and uh, that's what we got to do. Are there things that you're feeling out there on the court now that you are back that, that let you know that you are rounding back into form? Um, yeah, um, I feel like I've been playing uh, pretty good basketball since I came back, so 
um, just trying to maintain that and uh, just keep growing and uh, getting better uh, off that. So um, just being making simple plays, um, doing simple things, uh, and, and keeping the game simple, not trying to get out of your comfort zone and um, doing too much. Um, but overall, I feel like me and DG, uh, we've been doing a good job of that. How different is how you're being used within this offense compared to early on in the season before you got hurt? Um, I feel like it's pretty similar. Um, I feel like our style of play is different um, and shooting more threes and um, playmaking. Everybody's in attack mode. And, um, and early in the season, we just didn't have that rhythm yet. Uh, we just It just took time for us to get that rhythm. And uh, I feel like now we have that rhythm and uh, know what we're capable of doing. And uh, we just got to uh, live to that standard every night. So we just heard from Evan Mobley, talked about, about getting the rhythm. We kind of talked about that with Sam Murrow. And Sam Murrow was mentioned specifically in that in that clip. So why not go ahead and uh, hear from Sam Murrow right now? Up by as many as 26 in this one. They kept it interesting. Seven-point game there with a minute 15. But what did you see towards those last quarter and a half? Yeah, I mean, they they ramped up their physicality and they got out and played pretty fast and we struggled a little bit offensively, uh, but I feel like we got a lot of stops when we needed to and, well, I don't know what the final score was, but did they get to 100? Just barely. barely yeah, 100. I mean, 100 yeah, I mean, not obviously not a perfect night, but you'll take 100 points any night, so. I feel like usually I talk to players about how they've got to be in a rhythm, get time to get in that rhythm, and yet you cannot play for however long and then come out in a minute and come off three screens and knock down a three and then have four more. Like, how are you able to do this every time? Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not easy, but uh, just putting a lot of work and trying to be as confident as I can. And a lot of the work I put in is... I try and have live reps, so I try and have defense there, and that makes it easier when you come in and maybe haven't played for a little bit or whatnot. So it's not easy. I mean, I felt it. Felt, you know, the last Wizards game I played, I felt like I was maybe starting to get out of a rhythm a little bit, but got some good work in this last week and definitely felt good tonight. What do your teammates tell you during that time that you're not getting minutes? Just, I mean, just the basics. Like, they all have confidence in me that I can help the team. And, um, I mean, I'm, I'm sick of the stay ready cliche, but it really is a, a thing. And uh, that's what I try and do. And that's an, that's an everyday thing with my preparation and getting my work in on, on the floor in the weight room and whatnot. And, um, but understanding, like, we've got a lot of really good players. So um, just try and be the best I can whenever the opportunities come. You mentioned that it's not easy. What aspect of it is so difficult? Just when you're not getting live reps, like real live reps, because we don't, obviously, we're not at a point where we're playing five on five at all. Uh, and we don't have the guys right now to do that in practice and whatnot. So, um, you know, when you're in a rhythm, you come off a screen or a handoff or whatever, and you kind of know if you're open or not. And sometimes when you haven't played as much, you're not totally sure. And, so you almost become somewhat indecisive and whatnot. Um, but, you know, first possession I'm in, I'm able to get a 
pretty open look and that definitely helps. Are you doing anything behind the scenes? Can you do anything behind the scenes to try and simulate things that, that happen in live game situations? Yeah, like I said, I, you know, when I work out, I work out every day we're home. Um, I try and do some live reps where I have, you know, we got Pinu, one of our video guys, is he's six eight probably and has good length, so he's always there contesting my shots and I'm coming off screens and working on the physicality and stuff with him. So uh, I'm very grateful for him and the coaches that are willing to run around with me a little bit. <laughs> this is the most that you've played since January 24th. Um, you know, you've had two straight DMPs. How do you summarize your role for this team? It's a good question. Obviously, you know, aside from the obvious shooting, um, again, like we, we got a lot of guys. So it's like it's a I know it's a hard thing um, for the coaching staff. I certainly feel very confident in what I can do for this team um, on any given night. But got a lot of guys. So it's there's going to be nights where. You know, not just me, but there's going to be nights where certain guys aren't going to probably get the minutes that they want. Um, but, you know, we we have great relationships. We have great chemistry. Like, guys want to win. Guys want to play the right way. And uh, it makes it a lot easier. So we heard from Sam Merrill. Uh, and what we're going to do now is take a break real quick and come back and hear from Darius Garland and Coach J.B. Bickerstaff to close out the post-press conference part of the podcast. And then we'll just get into talking about the next big matchup on the Cavs schedule. And this is a big one. This is the one we all been waiting for. But we'll be right back after this. And we're back on the Vest Rather Cavalier podcast. I'm your boy Tate, host Tate, going solo tonight. No Big G, no Rally. Um, kind of late. Everybody has something to do, so we try and collectively just get it done together. Big shout out to those guys, though. I'm sure they'll be back soon, especially on the, after the post game for the next game. We may even do a pregame for this one. If you don't know, the next game is Sunday evening against the New York Knicks, our nemesis. We split early the first week of the season with them. First eight, nine games, we split 1-1. So this is a big test. I think that's why Donovan Mitchell probably didn't play tonight. So he could be rested for this game on Sunday evening at 7 o'clock. And, uh, yeah, man, big test. But as we said, to finish up wrapping up this Detroit post game and the post game pressers, let's go ahead and hear from – Darius Garland about his game. And he, like we said earlier in the pot, DG had 29, five rebounds, four assists, and hit hit eight threes. Real quick before we before we get into that, let's just go over the uh team statistics. The Cavs shot 40% from the field. A lot of that's probably Jared Allen going one for seven because they shot 44% from three, 18 of 48. I like I like the free throw percentage, eighty seven percent, twenty six of thirty. We can really live with that one. We'll need that in the playoffs. Uh, the Cavs have fifteen turnovers. Detroit only had eight. The Cavs have twenty five assists. That's kind of a low assist game compared to what they've been doing over the past. Even even in some of the losses, 
They've been getting up around 30 assists a game, high 20s anyway. Uh, they did clean up the boards a little bit better tonight, out-rebounded Detroit 53-42. to 42. Cavs had six blocks. Detroit had seven. Cavs had seven steals. Pistons had 10. I think a lot of that, though, turnovers, those steals they got were probably from DG being killed with the ball as he had five turnovers. He had five of the 15 turnovers. Uh, and that's about it for the statistics, the total team statistics. Now we'll jump into hearing from Darius Garland after this Cavs 110-100 win over the Detroit Pistons. Darius up by as many as 26 in this one. They cut it there to seven with a minute and 13 to go. What did you see during that time, and how did you guys ultimately close it out? Um, we weren't very good defensively those last couple of minutes of the game. And uh, just had to lock in the last couple of minutes and try to get some stops, get some easy buckets, and we put out a tough win. You had seven threes the other night. You make eight threes tonight, six of which came in the second quarter. First of all, how confident do you feel when you're knocking down six threes in a quarter? Uh, I feel very confident. Uh, I feel good coming off my hand tonight. Uh, I mean, missing two big pieces of our team. We're dying to carry us out, so uh has to be super aggressive tonight. Talk to JB, coincidentally, before this game about how aggressive he wanted you to be from three, something he said to you a lot this season. How have you felt that being added to your game and just embracing the confidence within that? Yeah, um, I mean, they've been telling me this for five years now, so uh, just to get in the rhythm and make a couple of shots and just see him go in, uh, my confidence just keeps building. So uh, hopefully next game, make nine and make more consecutive. You just mentioned rhythm, and for a guy that I've talked to a lot about rhythm, how impressive is it that Sam Merrill, a guy who doesn't play for two games, then comes in tonight, within a minute, he drains a three, and then he finishes with four? Yeah, um, I mean, that's a great shooter right there. Uh, Sam, I mean, he's a really huge boost off the bench for us. Uh, he comes in, takes charges, he makes a lot of shots, and uh, I mean, he's a great compliment to all of us, so we love him. Evan Mobile, who just came over to you, ties a career high with seven assists tonight. As a point guard yourself, like, what is standing out about his playmaking? Uh, I mean, he's making the right reads every time. And uh, every possession, and every time he gets the ball, he's always just looking for somebody else if he don't have a good shot. So, uh, I mean, it's hard to teach a unicorn like that, so I'm happy to be on our team. No Donovan Mitchell on the court tonight, but he was pretty loud here on the bench. How was uh, he as a cheerleader out there? Uh, I mean, we was missing the pom-poms, but uh, he was really good on the bench for us. Uh, he was keeping everybody engaged, talking to everybody. But uh, glad we got put out and went for him. Lastly, Darius, when you returned from your jaw injury, it was January 31st. It was actually against the Pistons. How are you a different player right now than you were right when coming back from that? Um, got a pretty good rhythm right now. Um, I mean, my grandmother's with me, so... It feels like I have a lot more boost and more confidence in myself right now. So uh, I give all the thanks to my grandmother because she's with me right now. So uh, these last two games are for her, and the rest of the season is too. Thanks so much, Jerry. Thank you. So we hear from Darius Garland. It sounds like his grandmother may have recently passed away sometime. Uh, recently. I'm, not, I'm unsure of that, but that's what it sounded like. Like I said, he had a great game. Uh, he called Evan Mobley a unicorn. We all know Evan Mobley's a unicorn. But, yeah, so lastly, last but not least, let's hear from Coach J.B. Bickerstaff regarding this game. Then we'll come out of that and we'll jump right into a, a brief preview of the game Sunday evening at 7 p.m. National TV, ESPN, Cavs-Knicks.
in the land at Rocket Mortgage. At Rocket Mortgage. So we get them at home. And uh, we'll come back and talk about that real briefly on the other side, and we'll get we'll get on up out of here. So here we go, Coach JB Bickerstaff. Coach, up by as many as twenty six, and they cut it to, to seven uh, with what a minute and fifteen or so. Just what would you see during that time? Uh, I mean, you know, give them a ton of credit. Um, I, I think it's extremely difficult um, what they're doing, what they're going through, but the way that they play um, deserves respect. They they play hard no matter what the score is. They never let down. Uh, they're physical. Um, you know, they share the game. You watch them play well together. Uh, so give them a ton of credit. They just didn't stop, uh, and they're relentless. Give Monty a ton of credit for getting guys to believe in one another no matter what the ups and downs are. Uh, but I thought they did a phenomenal job of just competing. Coincidentally, we talk about Darius pregame and his three-point shooting that he finishes with, what, eight and then had six in that second quarter. How did that open up the offense? I mean, again, it just makes people have to chase him and make tough decisions. You know, now you got uh, you have to decide if you want to trap him, if you want to switch, and then all that does is create advantages for us in um, other places. And he's such a willing passer. Like if you trap him, he'll get off of it. Now we're playing four on three advantage basketball. So uh, you know, we love it. We love it. Love to see him be aggressive, um, get as many threes up as he can. The last time you played Detroit was actually his first game back from the job. Um, how have you seen him be a different player, I guess, today than he was right when he came back? I mean, just getting comfortable. You know, I think that's one of the things. Like, in, a, in the middle of a season, to just completely have to pause and remember he couldn't do anything. You know, he couldn't lift a weight. He couldn't touch a basketball. Uh, and then he had to work his way back. And you got to kind of ramp yourself back up. It's almost like trying to find a training camp all over again. Um, but, again, we don't have time to stop. And he's just been going game after game. So he just was going to get comfortable. Um, and I think that's what you see now is, like, his confidence is growing. Um, his teammates, you know, continue to feed in his success. And then he continues to help them. So uh, he's Darius, and he's who we expect him to be. Sam doesn't play a couple of games, then comes out within a minute, knocks down a, a three, and then has four. We talk a lot about like guys having to be in a rhythm, but with him, like, it seems like no matter what, he's ready. How hard is that and how great to rely on? Uh, his rhythm is touching the ball. Um, you know, we've seen him time and time again, like literally his first possession on the floor, catch and shoot and bang a three. Um, he's got a unique skill, a, a talent that, you know, you don't see a, a lot of places. Um, but, you know, the talent is one thing, but his professionalism and his work ethic uh, are unmatched. And, you know, again, with the way our team is built and the depth that we have, the guys just got to be ready and they got to be professional. Um, and he is, you know, whenever his number's called and he's prepared for the moment. JV, what signs do you look for as a coach that, that let you know Darius is rounding back into form? Um, you know, the confidence and belief to take the shots that he was taking. Um, you know, they weren't all easy shots, especially, you know, in that, in that second quarter when he really got going. Um, but he just found the belief to take those shots. And we know how good he is. So when he has the belief and he's taking things and shots with confidence and playing with the swag, like you can see it. And we all know him being around him, you know, for you know the past five years now. Like you can see when Darius is is peaking and when his in his rhythm, uh, his cadence is different, his step is different, uh, and I think we're seeing that now. What happened to Isaac? He wasn't on the bench. Yeah, his back got tight. Um, so we'll see. So, yeah, so we hear from Coach J.B. Bickerstaff. The Cavs move to 
a record of 39 and 20, still good enough for second in the East, second seed in the East as of right now, with the Bucks, Milwaukee Bucks, right on their tail. They're 40 and 21. Actually, it's a tie in way of games back from Boston. They're both eight games back of Boston, but the Milwaukee Bucks have played two more games. So, and they won a night against Chicago. They beat Chicago pretty bad as John has had uh, 46, 16, and 6. His fourth, eighth 40-point game of the year. That guy is my MVP right now, really. He is. I mean, we hear a lot of talk about Shea, Gilgris, Alexander, and obviously the Joker. But right now, I got Giannis. But, yeah, so we said we are going to get into – the game, if you depends on when you're listening, it's probably tomorrow night, Sunday night, 7 p.m. ESPN again. The Knicks have a record of 35 and 25. They're in, in fourth place. They're actually four and a half games back of both the Cavs and the Bucks. Uh, this is a big game tomorrow. It's going to be a grimy kind of game as the Cavs are 16th in points per game and 20th are the Knicks in points per game. Uh, defensively, the Knicks are ninth. The Cavs are fourth. I take that back. That's the point differ differential. But both teams are really strong defensively, uh, strong top, both top 10 in rebounding. So, yeah, I'm anxious to see, get this one on and see how it pans out. As of right now, after obviously the game last night, uh, Lavert and Mitchell are both still ruled out, but that's probably last night's injury report. Uh, and the Knicks are without Julius Randle, Ananobi, and Mitchell Robinson. They've been without those guys for a while. Those are three of the key physical guys. Knicks still been playing some good basketball, but Julius Randle. Ananobi and Mitchell Robinson are all physical basketball players. I mean, they still have Josh Hart and some other physical presence. Jalen Brunson's a physical guard. So the Cavs have to measure up and stand up to that physicality. We need Jared Allen and Evan Mobley to really dominate against Haverstein, uh, control the paint. I mean, just get your confidence up playing against this team, seeing that opposing jersey, the Knicks jersey, as your opponent and just, you know, going out there with a winning mindset, go out there and win. Let's, let's, let's go up two one on them for the season series. And if we beat them the next time we think we play them one more time this year, it'll be three to one. So yeah, let's get this win first. Uh, hopefully Mitchell and Lavert will be back. We need another big game from DG also. Um, if, Isaac Okoro, I like him on ball when he gets in the game against Jalen Brunson. I think maybe you get – obviously Garland will start. You let him get a rhythm, seven-minute mark, get him out, get icy in with Donovan Mitchell, hopefully put Okoro on Jalen Brunson just to kind of make it make it hard on him, make it rough, just just in his in his Knicks jersey, just right, right, just right up in his chest. That's what we need from Okoro. But, yeah, the coaching matchup, <clears throat> excuse me, 
J.B. Bickerstaff versus uh, Thibodeau. J.B. was out coached last year in the playoffs in that five game, four to one loss against the Knicks. But the Cavs didn't have what they have now in way of options. J.B. has a lot of options. Let's see how he starts pushing the button in against potential playoff matchup teams. So I'm 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 curious to see how that goes. I'll be watching. Hopefully we can come back to you Sunday evening with a post game and talk about this big one. So for myself, for the homies that's not here, Relly Hall, Big G, shout out to both of them. Thanks for joining us on the Vest Rather Cavalier podcast. And as always, you know how we get down. Let's go Cavs. Let's go Cavs. Let's go Cavs. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Want a slice, got to roll the dice, that's why. All my life, I've been grinding all my life.